Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Columbus Day. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since last week. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope it went productive. I hope it was, went, went accordingly. I hope it was everything it was meant to be. Uh, I had a great weekend myself. Can't complain. Uh, we had an amazing show on Saturday night at the KFNX radio station. I'm sure many of you listened. And we were last on the air with our internet show last Monday and last Tuesday. Awesome shows, great guests, perfect dialogue, uh, unbelievable rhythm, everything you could want in a show. And we mesh so well, and we never run out of things to talk about. I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. You are all incredible. Uh, This is really a beautiful blessing, being able to come on the radio with you and shine my light and give my insight and uh, use my voice. And, uh, you know, it's, this is, a, this is a, a crazy, crazy time we are living in. That is for sure. It's been one hell of a news weekend in the media, story after story, uh, a lot to get into tonight. Uh, we are definitely going to uh, do that. I want to introduce everybody on the line, first of all. I'd like to welcome U.S. Congressional Candidate from Ohio, uh, Dwayne Hennon. How are you, sir? I'm doing terrific, Rory. How about you today? Uh, Doing very well, my friend. Great to have you here. Thank you. I also would like to welcome uh, Hunter Dworsky, who works for the President Trump campaign. How are you, my friend? Good. Very good. How are you? Great, man. Great to have you here. I also would like to welcome on the panel, I believe we have him with us, a retired police chief, homicide detective, and activist, Michael Valsey. Michael, how are you? Fine, Roy. Thanks for having me. Enjoy tonight's show. Hope we can decipher some things and maybe straighten the truth from fiction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great to have you here, Michael Valsey, as always. I would also like to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us, we have uh, real estate mogul uh, and San Diego mayor candidate for 2020, Richard Hanson. Richard, how are you? I am doing fantastic, Rory. It's always a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Thanks again for inviting me. Absolutely, my friend. Well, great to have you here. Thank you. We've got a, a lot, a lot of stuff to get into tonight, guys. Um, I'm going to read off. Uh, a few headlines, um, you know, I didn't get to everything on my weekend show, and there, there were things I didn't get to last week, so I'm just going to scroll through a few of these and um, just kind of, and then, then we're going to get into the main stuff, but I, if anybody has any questions uh, after I'm done with this or any thoughts, feel free. Uh, once I call on you, uh, I'd love for you to give your feedback on any of these uh, subjects. Um, you know, this is, this is a big thing. Uh, This past week, as everybody knows, uh, Shepard Smith departed Fox News, uh, is officially gone. People, I mean, let's face it, this guy is the biggest liberal on earth. He does not belong at Fox News, never did. Uh, Apparently, he's been there since they started. And, you know, I don't know how somebody like that, who is so jaded and so ignorant and so lost, 
on all the issues and so biased. I don't know how somebody like that can properly contribute uh, to a network like Fox News, especially with the times we're dealing with right now. There is so much fake news going around. There is so much bias. There is so much fiction. You can't take chances. You know, his, his, you know, his kind of style belongs at CNN. You know, the journalists at CNN fabricate, they make up stories that best suit, that best suit, you know, what they want to, what they want to spew. It's, this is, you know, this is, I don't know why he wasn't gone long ago. Um, I don't know how he lasted so long. Uh, Trump came out and said on Twitter, maybe it had to do with his ratings. Maybe the ratings were tanking. You know, I don't know anybody that watches Shepard Smith. Uh, I, the people I know turn that show off when it comes on Fox News. That's like one of the only shows they turn off. That and Chris Wallace. The, you know, and we, we have to, you know, unfortunately deal with Juan Williams on The Five, and he's on other shows too. He gives his commentary. But Fox News has this problem. They still have people there who don't belong there. And this isn't even so much about diversity or keeping it, you know, even balanced or having, you know, different opinions. This is, I mean, it's so blatant. It's so ignorant. It's so biased from, from, these, from these leftists like Chris Wallace and like Shepard Smith and Juan Williams. There's no reasoning with these people. So you know what? Alleluia, this guy's gone. And I, and I do agree with Trump. I think this did have to do with the ratings uh, of Shepard Smith's show because I think it was really going downhill. Um, you know, here, here's something that's really disturbing, and we really need to talk about this, and we will. Uh, but there was a new study that came out this past weekend. A health care for illegal aliens. Uh, would cost an an estimated twenty three billion with a B every year. That's that's what the Democrats want to put put America through. This is what the Democrats are pushing for. This is one of their top campaign promises and one of their their biggest things on their agenda. This is what they want to put put push through. Put us in more debt. I mean, we're already in a huge deficit, and they they want to put us through. I mean, it's it's misery. It, it, this is misery. It's communism. And you know what? Like I said many times before, it all starts with places like California. Many states, many leaders see, you know, the biggest state in the union, places like California. And I, I, I think it's the biggest state. It's at least in the top three. I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, though. But, you know, they, they, other leaders see this in California, especially leftist leaders. And then they try pushing it in their own state. This is what happens. So this is how it starts. All these communism tactics, giving foreigners free health care, you know, having them run across our borders whenever they please. And, and then when you disagree with them, they try to make you look like a bigot and a Nazi and make you look like you're the bad guy for wanting to keep America safe. It's, it's the biggest uh, clown show on the face of the earth. Uh, this, you know, this, is, this goes back into what I said earlier with this, this next thing I'm about to say, but the New York Post came out with a story, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, Fox News is really misrepresenting uh, this impeachment poll. You know, they're really, they have a pollster who's doing this poll who I, be- who I believe, I, don't, I think he's even been mentioned before that he's not a big Trump fan, and he's a rhino, and he was called out by Trump, and he was called out by all these other people, especially the New York Post, they wrote a whole headline about it, 
But this is one of the many examples how Fox News is going a little more left each and every day. I mean, there, there is some dangerous stuff that we have to worry about with Fox News. You know, these polls are inaccurate. They are, the Fox News is starting to put out stuff that is matching stuff like CNN, and it's sad. We do not want to see this, but unfortunately, uh, you know, this is the reality. And even Trump has gone on Twitter and said people should start going to OAN. They should start going to OAN for an honest, reliable news source. You know, and, and that's why a lot of people are turning to OAN. Um, here's another thing. This, this, is, this is insane, and this is a new obsession with the left, and this is something that they're pushing, and, it, and it's, absolute, it's absolutely the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. Environmental racism. Environmental racism. They are pushing this now. They are pushing, you know, putting people in boxes, trying to stereotype, generalize gr- groups of races, groups of people based on their orientation. You know, and this is, this is what the Democrats are perfect at, portraying the victim stance, trying to put, paint everybody as oppressed. This all goes back to what I've said many times on this show, how, you know, this is how they get their base. They try to convince people that, you know, racism and hate exists, and then they put these people, like I said, in this box, in this category, and then if they try to, you know, pull the narrative of, oh, he deserves special treatment. Oh, because he's black, because he's Asian, because he's Hispanic. It's, it's the, one of them. I think it's really racist, actually, that they do that. It's pretty racist. You really, you really want to know. Um, moving on, uh, left-wing rioters, and we really got to address this, and this has to really be, uh, you know, talked about, and some sort of solution has to come to mind, but Left-wing rioters this past week at the Minnesota Trump rally and Louisiana were getting violent, attacking Trump supporters, burning hats, grabbing our property. You know, I mean, it it doesn't end. You know, they try to say we're the fascists. They're the real fascists. You don't agree with them. They attack. They hurt you. They'll They'll go to whatever extreme. These people are as hostile and angry as it gets. You know, and they have to have weapons. They, you know, they're, they're wimps, but they're dangerous in the sense that they'll attack you when you're least expecting it. They'll blindside you. They'll sucker punch you. They'll do everything a wimp does. And they're not stopping. And the cops are ordered by these left-wing mayors, especially in Minnesota, to not respond, to stand down. Cops can't even do their job at these events. That's why I'm saying there needs to be some sort of, um, you know, bill or legislation put forth that stops this crap. These are terrorists, Antifa. It's time to take action. It's time to take action. It really is. Uh, Another thing that goes back into what I said earlier, uh, William Barr, and I'm happy he's doing this. He's taking action and talking to Rupert Murdoch about the corruption at Fox News about how it's gone, you know, somewhat left, how it's worrying voters, you know, and how it's affecting every, I mean, it really is. I mean, Fox, you know, they, they can't, they can't be liars with some of their stories, you know, and I think it's good that um, William Barr is getting out there and, you know, trying to, trying to make it fair, trying to make it fair, a, a fair playing field for everyone. We can't take this lightly. We really can't. 
Um, you know, this whole China thing, and, and we're, almost, we're almost done here with the small stuff, guys, by the way, and then I'm going to get to the big stuff. But uh, I talked about this on my weekend show briefly. But China, with this whole uh, NBA controversy, you know, I, I even mentioned, you'll have people like Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, all these coaches, these left-wing nut jobs, Adam Silver, who looks like an alien, the guy uh, who um, is the commissioner of the NBA. These people will talk bad about Trump whenever the cameras are rolling. You know, they'll, they'll get on it. They'll do whatever it takes. And I'm not saying everybody in the NBA is Democrat, but it's about 90% Democrat. If you really want to get honest about this. Um, but, you know, once you bring up China, you know, the people that own you, because I'm going to mention this right now for people that don't know. China owns the NBA, and it's been like that since the beginning of time. China has one of the biggest deals in history ever in business with Nike. Nike 90, 95 or 96% of, NBA, of, of, of shoes worn in the NBA are by Nike. Uh, same with apparel. Same with all that stuff. Nike has control over all of it. And Nike and China are in bed together. And, and China has the, has the audacity to start canceling NBA events because a conservative owner, Houston Rockets, spoke out on Twitter and wanted, you know, freedom for the people in what, what's going on. You know, uh, standing up for democracy. But communist China says, shut your mouth. We control you. We own you. We have the money. You don't. And what does the NBA do? They bow down. They say, oh, sorry. Sorry, and then they start posting all this nice stuff about China, all these different NBA members, seeing all these players suck up to them. And this is bad. This is really bad, especially when we have an agenda like Trump's America First. You know, we have these sort of leagues in our country, like the NBA, that are pro-communism. They are not pro-American. They are totally against what we stand for in a lot of ways. And don't forget about Nike and what they do in China with slaves and their factory. That stuff has came out a long time ago. So Nike is a global. They are a global brand. They are globalists. So is the NBA. You know, it's, it's something that um, – no joke. It really, it really is no joke. Um, and, you know, the, the, you know, the NBA, and I, I hope, I hope something um, – you know, gets put forth. I really do. I really do. Uh, the NBA needs to be held accountable. They do. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's gone to a whole nother level of extreme. It really has. And China, you know, they're, they're, they're taking down banners of the NBA. They're canceling events. You know, I, it's, it's bad. I mean, the NBA is already struggling enough, like the NFL financially. Jesus, this is, this is, yeah, this is not good. Not good for them. Um, this is this is something that we really need to um, you know uh, take notes on. Uh, the Democrats in private are urging Pelosi to hold an impeachment vote. They're urging. They're urging because you know what you know why Pelosi's not doing it right because she knows she doesn't have the votes. She knows that. She knows that she'll go on that floor and she'll look like a total fool. Well, I, I actually said actually I actually said. I don't think it would ever pass in the House, but it wouldn't surprise me. But I know immediately it would get shut down in the Senate in about two seconds. It would get shut down immediately. 
So, you know, this it's, it's going nowhere. It really is. Um, let's see here. Oh, this is, this is something really disturbing. Planned Parenthood is planning to spend $45 million in the 2020 election. Again, $45 million in the 2020 election. You know, I don't, I don't think companies that receive federal funding should be able to put the, these kind of donations out there. I think it's a total abuse of power. I think it's totally wrong. I think it's, again, I think it's, I think it should be against ethics. Um, uh, you know, I think there should be some violations here, gray areas. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, people. You know how much money they get federally funded? And you know how much their, their donors and the high-ups there get that po- they get to pocket? It's ridiculous. It's sick. It really is. It really is disgusting. Um, here, you know, this is, you know, this is, this is something that, you know, really, really needs to be uh, addressed. It really does. Um, you know, this whole Hunter Biden thing, you know, it was just announced today that uh, he, he is leaving the China board. He's leaving the China board after all this backlash, after everything's came out, all these scandals, he's now deciding to leave. I mean, he looks so guilty. He's guilty as hell. He knows it. Uh, I believe charges will probably come. I, I don't think, you know, the, this Biden family is, is the, are the smartest light bulbs. I, I think that they did things that, uh, you know, are going to be um, definitely discovered. Uh, I, I don't think they're sneaky enough or are good enough crooks like some of the other past people in Washington. I really think, you know, uh, this is, this is, is going to be a rude awakening for them. That's for damn sure. Um, and let's face it, there's probably still millions. Uh, Biden still has millions from China. I mean, there's secret, secret funds. There's ways to wire the money. There's so many different things he could do to still get this money. And you know he's still getting paid behind closed doors. You know he is. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, how, how could he not after the, the China, China gets that much money? And where's Obama? You know, Trump made a good point today. Where's Obama? Obama's hiding. Obama is hiding. We haven't heard one thing from him. We haven't heard one thing from Obama. And it's and it's just it, you know it's it it, it really is. Um, it's it's one thing one thing after the other. We now found out that Joe Biden, the whistleblowers, worked for Joe Biden at the at the Obama White House. So Joe Biden is guilty of all these crimes, and. I'm pretty sure he set up, set up these whistleblowers. He's behind it just to deflect, to distract. And same with people like Adam Schiff. You know, two, two of his staffers were working with the whistleblowers. All this stuff is coming out. All of it. And it's, you know what, it's, 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 it's just starting to. It's just starting. You know, this is um, th- this is <laughs> this is something to really uh, keep an eye on. And I, you know, I just <clears throat> I also want to say final th- <clears throat> final thing, and then I'm gonna get to the panel. But Columbus Day, and everybody take notes. If you have any thoughts on anything I said, feel free. Uh, Columbus Day. You know, <clears throat> I'm really getting sick and tired of everybody claiming all the racism crap with Columbus, making all these lies. 
trying to, you know, ignore it and, you know, try to say, however you pronounce it, indigenous day or whatever it is for the Native Americans. I mean, it's just so silly. It's, It's like I said, like I say every episode to talk about this, cancel culture. This is exactly what the left is doing with trying to get rid of Columbus Day. This is cancel culture. You know, all these snowflakes, all these people that find, you know, ridiculous ways to be offended are changing our history. And there's no meaning behind it. If Columbus was racist and hateful, then it should, it would have came out years ago. And the, this stuff should have, you know, Columbus Day should have been gone years ago. Why now? Why now? And I've, you have all these protests, these vandalisms with Columbus statue, statues around the USA today, all over the place, even, even all over the world. And all, the, all, this hate, all these hateful rhetoric from the, from, and the wrong message. And these people that are trying to get rid of Western civilization's signature values and traditions. I really don't want to hear it. You know, there's nothing racist about Columbus. He's one of the most influential, most, one of the most important uh, individuals ever in our history. And I think we need to recognize that. And, and I think that uh, it's, you know, it's, it's sad. It really is sad how so many people are brainwashed and misled on this issue. Very true. Uh, Michael Valsi, I'll go to you first. Go ahead. Well, Roy, I agree with you on the cancel culture. You know, they've tried everything they can to denounce America. They've indoctrinated kids for years in schools and in universities. And that's the only way that they can institute their communist agenda under the guise of socialism. I mean, that's what's happening here. They've done it with all of the all of the past heroes of America, from Andrew uh, Johnson, Andrew Jackson, I mean, you name it, uh, going all the way back to George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. So, I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. They, they understand that, you know, they have to get people turned away. America was never great. Turn away from this and let's try something new. That's what that's all about. Uh, you got a pretty good opening there, Rory. Uh, as far as Shepard Smith is concerned, I'm not sure exactly what his issue is. I know he has not been with this president for a long time. I mean, he's never been with him. He wasn't quite as bad under George Bush, but he was bad. But uh, I, 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 I have to believe he's hiding something, whether it's that, uh, that sex scandal he's involved with. Uh, I'm not sure, but... Uh, I'm glad to see him go, to be honest with you. And there's a few more that should follow. And from what I've been reading, it looks like there could be a shakeup over there. Shake up over it, looks there. To me like, it looks to me like Fox uh, is worried about their sponsors. You know, the liberals seem to have control over these big companies and, and sponsorships. And I think that's what the Murdoch family is concerned about now, it's trying to hang on to their sponsors so they're moving more left. Not sure they're really. I know the younger Murdochs are are, uh, are liberal, but I'm not sure they're radical liberals. Uh, but it's been an interesting week with fake news when you when you look at all of the things they reported that are fake, and all of the distortion. It's just amazing. That's why I'm so glad for shows like yours where we can straighten some of this out for your viewers and and maybe set them on the right track for what the real story is. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you had some thoughts and some other stuff. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying that, um, you know, as far as this Biden thing, you hit the nail on the head with that, too. This this basically is the Biden-Schiff dossier. It's exactly what this is. This has been drummed up for a long, long time, when the, probably even prior to the time the, the Russian investigation failed on them. They, they were, they're going to, I'm sure they've had more rabbits uh, in their, under their hat, you know. I mean, this Ukraine thing isn't going anywhere. All these, they have the media on their side, so the media is reporting all these subpoenas going out. There's not subpoenas, they're letters. Because until they take this to a vote on the House floor, they don't, they can't even execute their subpoena power. So I, and I agree with you. I don't know that they have the votes to, to get this thing passed. I'm relatively sure that they don't. So I don't think this is going anywhere. This is a dog and pony show to try to muddy up Trump because they realize the guy is almost unbeatable, especially now. That's the reason for the fake poll. And with that, I'll listen to what your other guests have to say. I'll pitch in whenever. Absolutely. And Michael Balski, I also want to ask you, since you were in law enforcement, tell me about these you know, these, these angry, violent protesters, you know, how, how would you deal with this situation? And what do you think about law enforcement not being able to do their jobs properly outside these rallies? Cause left-wing mayors are st- telling them to stand down. Well, that, that's an issue. Uh, but I can tell you this, you know, law enforcement people take an oath of office and if a superior or the mayor or a chief of police or whoever gives you an order that you know is wrong, you're not obligated to follow that order. So I think the policemen have a duty, and they swore to an oath to protect the citizens. And I would I would hope that they are doing that. Now, I know we're not getting accurate reports from the fake news uh, on what's actually happening out there and whether arrests are being made or whether they're not being made. But like I said, if you're going to be loyal to that oath, which I would hope most policemen are, all policemen are, I would hope, uh, then you have a duty to arrest these people. And they, you know, they feel invigorated because they get supported by the fake news. The fake news is on their side. So, you know, in the, if they weren't, I don't think you'd be, you'd be seeing the rash of it like we're seeing now. But to answer your question, yeah, yeah there's, there's a loyalty oath there uh, that I believe these law enforcement officers are required to enforce the law. They may have to deal with the consequences later, but in a, in a, a federal court, um, their job would be protected. Right, right. Okay. Very, very well said. Um, let's go to Hunter. Hunter, go ahead. I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts about it. Roy, thank you. Th- thank you. Thank you again for having me on. Um, so before I get into anything, is it just to me? I'm standing here saying two or actually, oh my God, three year, three and a half years ago, fake, the word fake news didn't even exist. Uh, these talk shows did not exist. The Republican Party was nowhere to be found. Uh, Mitt Romney utterly failed, and we had no place to go. And one man literally came down the escalator and. Look where we are now. It's just amazing. I just I find it amazing how much one man could do 
in the in the in the last three years. It's just amazing. I just wanted to first say that. It just it's it blows my mind because it's the coolest part about what, me when I when I was working on the 2016 campaign is I actually got to see it grow. I actually got to see the the, the, the first people to help turn this thing into a movement. And I and it's it's I'm telling you. You know, a hundred years from now, this will we'll still be talking about what this man has done. Um, the first story, absolutely, I was amen, amen. And, yes. and you know what? You're absolutely right, uh, Hunter. Okay. Uh, he is Donald Trump is something straight out of the Bible. I mean, this guy has not only <laughs> saved America, he saved the entire world. And and the funny part is, he makes it look easy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I could and, and I could tell you this and that. I was just talking to somebody about this uh, the other day. Is uh, I, I've been up close to him before uh, in 2016, early 2016, and a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, he he does you know, spray tans, and maybe he does, but or he doesn't." But I can tell you this: he has aged. Uh, I saw him not too too long ago, and he has definitely aged. Um, you, you you know, everybody that's watching him on TV may may not see it, but he is working very very hard. He's a workaholic, so. Um, I, I'm certainly proud of the work that he's doing. But let's start with Hunter Biden. Um, you know what's interesting to me is I, I will actually woke up first thing I do every morning, uh, and I did this uh, work on the campaign. Or is I go right to I go CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and look at all the headlines. I was so puzzled that uh, that Hunter Biden resigned from the China board. And, and the most interesting thing that he said is. I'm doing this because I'm pledging that if my father is president of the United States, I don't want to be on that board. What's interesting is his father was the vice president of the United States, okay, the second most powerful man in the world, and you didn't step down from that board. So why are you stepping down now all of a sudden? See, this whole thing is going to blow up very, very shortly. Um, I, I just I, – I just I, – Bothers me that the media does does not want to even look at this. It's just it's crazy. It's for him to even say that to say, oh well, you know, I'm stepping down and I'm pledging that he knows his father's not going to become the president. Let's be, let's be realistic. I mean, Trump draws twenty two thousand people in two days, while Biden came and get more than you have to call, you know, uh, the, the 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 elderly home down the street to get the full people out. I mean, come on. Biden is not going to be the president. This whole thing is going to be – it's a cover-up, and I'm going to tell you, if you look at the Biden campaign, they're contacting Facebook, they're contacting Twitter. You know, I've already heard uh, today uh, from a source that, that they're trying to fool the Trump campaign's uh, TV ads from ABC and NBC. Uh, and, and, and a lot of this is the Biden campaign does not want this to keep pushing and hurting Biden, which it is. And I think you, you see in the polls – Elizabeth Warren is winning now. To go with Shepard Smith, um, here's the thing. I here's how I look at. I don't. I don't look at it as a big deal. I'll tell you why. People don't go to Fox News to get a liberal uh, bias, or they don't. They want. They're not. People that are watching Fox News aren't liberal, okay? And people that are watching CNN really aren't conservative. So my thing is, Shepard needs to be out there a long time ago, and I think it's you know, and, and of course CNN's going to blow it up as this. Oh, terrible! Trump is taking her Fox News. Yeah. Is is what uh, uh, the gentleman said before? Is I think the Murdochs are worried about the sponsorships. However, uh, I, I just think right now I think Fox News is realizing. Look, wh- wh- why are we trying to balance? Come out as balanced. There's journalism is is gone. 
now. It's gone. It, there is no such thing as journalism anymore. And I think, and honestly, and, and this is me. Listen, this is some of that's worked for Trump and, and the campaign and everything. I think it's both sides. I think I think there's a lot of people on both sides that have really tarnished uh, journalism, and 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 the ethics is gone. Um, and I, honestly. I don't see how there's a problem with it. Now, I've talked to some people, and they said that Chef Smith is working out a deal at CNN. So he may be at CNN. Maybe he had a deal at CNN. I don't know. Maybe there's controversy behind it. But honestly, uh, I have to agree. Every time he came on, I felt that he was boring, and I would turn on a number of channels. So I, I, my personal opinion, I think his ratings and, and a lot of other factors played into it. Um, but it, it's just very interesting how this is uh, all coming down. And now, I also think it's just so hypocritical. The fact that the NBA, uh, this whole thing in the NBA, it's really sad, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm totally uh, hope you're free Hong Kong. So, <laughs> so but other than that, uh, you had a great uh, little monologue there, uh, Rory. Uh, and there's a lot of lot of news going on. Um, but again, and I think the biggest thing is uh, really, I tell people that are listening to your show is. The Democrats do not have the vote to impeach the president, and and for whatever reason, they magically were able to get the votes to impeach him in the House. There is absolutely no way that he will even be uh, indicted or anything like that in in the Senate. And I'll tell you, or convicted in the Senate. And I'll tell you why, because the the, the these people want to be reelected in 2020. Okay, you've got to re- folks. You got to remember these people. Have to go home and answer to their constituents on why they're voting for this speech. He's in Delaware, Lisa Rochester Blunt. She came home, she came to Sussex County uh, last Thursday. She was blasted by people, Democrat and Republican, saying, Why are you guys so focused on the impeachment when our health care is, you know, this, that? So it's going to backfire, and you're seeing that now. Yeah, no, I, no, it's, you know, it's it, it is. I mean, you know, we um, yeah. CNN is really uh, it's really dishonest, and it's really it really is showing. Um, Absolutely. You know, we're, we're just, I can't. I before you before you call, before I got on, I, I watched uh, uh, Chris Cuomo or Free Frito as we would call him. Unbelievable. This the, the guy. They're all they're all crooked, man. They're all crooked. Absolutely. No, they are. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um. Let's go to. Uh, Richard, I know you got some thoughts. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, how you doing tonight? Listen, you know what's so funny about the Shepard Smith uh, story is I don't really watch him that much. Anyways, I like watching uh, Hannity and uh, Laura Ingram and Judge uh, uh, oh, Judge Janine. And I turned on Shepard when he was doing that meltdown uh, regarding uh, uh to Geneva calling Napolitano a loser, right? And I could see, I go, this guy is a total liberal. What the hell is he doing on this uh, station? I had never seen him go off like that. I don't know if you guys caught that. Uh, that's the reason why he got fired. And I, I was so mad, I went to Fox, and I posted on Fox, you've got to get rid of this guy. And then later that night, that's when Tucker did his uh, – uh, retort back to uh, Shepard Smith, uh, just ripping him apart. And so I was surprised, and I'm glad that they got rid of this guy because this guy was, uh, he drank the Kool-Aid. It was amazing. I mean, he was protecting non- uh, Napolitano uh, because uh, Geneva uh, called him a loser. 
because uh, every time they have that uh, Judge uh, Napolitano on there, he's always saying uh, Trump is guilty, you know, with, with no evidence. So I was so glad they got rid of him. But, you know, Fox does have Hannity on there. He's got Tucker, uh, and, you know, he's got uh, – they've got uh, Laura Ingram. So there's a lot of good people on there that are really, you know, uh, bringing out the evidence uh, against the left. So, you know, we don't want to uh, throw Fox all the way out with the, the baby water on this, you know, throw the baby out with the, the bath on this one, because I think there's still a lot of good people. And I think that was a good start just getting rid of this guy. But what I wanted to do is, is touch on this whole MBA uh, thing that's going on in China. Now, when uh, uh, Kaepernick was doing his whole kneeling down, you know, like he's uh, defending everybody's civil rights, you know, during the whole, well, last year's football season, you know, I'm saying to myself, you know, whatever, I, you know, I, I wasn't even really tuned into the uh, game last year. But now it's quite clear. When you put together what uh, Biden said a few months ago that China's not a threat, uh, you put together the MBA just kowtowing uh, to China over these uh, comments that the, the one, uh, I guess, the, the manager of the Rockets made about, uh, you know, supporting freedom. And you see how they bow down to China, and you realize these guys are literally taking orders from Beijing from the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, we really have a situation here where corporate America, along with the NBA, along with Nike, uh, these guys are just fronts for the Chinese Communist Party. And then you wonder why this stuff is happening in the United States with the open borders, the globalists, is that there, there is a war going on. Uh, in this country for the soul of America. And there, there's no doubt about it. And you see who the players are, the NBA supporting the Chinese, Nike supporting the Chinese, going against the, the people that are asking for freedom in Hong Kong. The whole deal with Hong Kong uh, was based on the UK uh, after their 99-year lease or whatever it was was up, that they turned Hong Kong back over to China but Hong Kong was going to be able to have their freedom and have their rights. Now, the Chinese have gone back on that. They've gone back on their word. And all this manager did was do one little tweet about, hey, I support, uh, you know, freedom for, for the people in Hong Kong. And the backlash against that, it's like the president said, these people on, in the NBA and Nike, they have no problem ripping the U.S. apart. You know, making all these protests, going on TV, like the, the one guy said about uh, uh, NBA refusing to play in North Carolina because they didn't support transgender bathrooms. All this crap that goes on. But then all of a sudden, as soon as somebody says one word about China, it's like, oh, my God, we might lose some money. I mean, these people have sold out America. You know, when uh, Nike came out with those uh, tennis shoes with uh, Betsy Ross flag on them. I wanted to get a pair. I'm not even thinking about, you know, this is racism or whatever crazy crap they're throwing at people. I'm just thinking that looks cool. You know, I'm going to get a pair of Nikes with the, the Betsy Ross flag on it. I, I think that's cool. All of a sudden, yeah. uh, Kaepernick says, oh, no, oh, no, it's, it's racism. 
You know, it's racism. I mean, there's everything that everything there's racism under every rock now. You know, every time they turn around, it's racism. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Now I understand. Now I couldn't put it all together, but now I understand with Biden and Hunter taking 1.5 billion dollars from the Chinese. They're just fronts for the Chinese Communist Party. Nike is just a front for the Chinese Communist Party. The NBA is just a front for the Chinese Communist Party. And you see the, the pushback from the Chinese. They had those people ejected from a game in the United States because they had some yep. signs protesting China. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Now, everybody knows, or maybe you know, our audience hasn't seen what's going on with Google in China with the face recognition and their social credit scores now that you know if you're rude or you don't show up to work on time all of a sudden you can't travel on the train because they got a social credit score going now i mean the whole thing is is unbelievable and then you know you you brought up the whole shifty shift in the cia well there's biden again by this this whistleblower he's not a whistleblower this guy is a front for the cia part of this soft coup that they're trying to uh, accomplished by overturning uh, the will of 63 million Americans that voted for Trump. And you see what's going on now. Apparently what, what they're saying is that Shifty Shift hired two of Obama's, I mean, excuse me, two of Trump's staffers right before they came out with this whistleblower deal. They changed the rules on the whole whistleblower deal where you did not have to have firsthand information. Before, you had to be a direct witness. I saw this happen. I heard this happen. I read what, what happened. I was right there. Now it's like you could be a third party uh, to this whole whistleblower thing. And now Shifty Shift is saying, oh, you know, never mind. We don't need uh, the whistleblower anymore. We've got all the facts. We're doing everything in secret. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happening to this country. And then you find out with, uh, yeah, it's just where we had with Senator Markey and, and the other two senators who are taking yeah. payoffs from, from China, all that. I mean, it's just the hypocrisy just drives me insane. And And really, this is why. Trump is going to win in a landslide because if one thing that people hate is they hate hypocrisy. Yeah. You know, I always, right. I always say to people, I, I don't care what the rules are. Yeah, go, go right ahead, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't care what the rules are as long as everybody's playing by the same rules. And America believes the same thing. Whatever the rules are, let's play by the same rules. I agree. I agree 100%, my friend. Always well said. I'll be, uh, we'll be right back, everybody. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Ellen Zoe, and then we have who's running for mayor in San Francisco, and then we also have U.S. congressional candidate from Connecticut, Robert Hyde, coming on the program in a little bit. Stay with us, everybody. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Woo! 
she's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, thenexgenusa.com. Also remember, uh, in about a month, I will be releasing the brand-new 24-7 media network that we've been working on. Uh, lots of money is being raised for it. Many notable names will be doing their own shows. Stay tuned. I will be making more announcements on that in the near future. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, though, um, very, very excited to talk to her. Uh, we have U.S. congressional candidate. Oh, no, we have mayor candidate from San Francisco, Ellen Zoe. Ellen, how are you? Welcome to the show. Oh, hi there. Good evening. This is San Francisco time on almost 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. No, you're, you're good. No, I, I'm very, very happy to have you on. Um, like I do with all my guests when they first come on the show, Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, give us a bio. Uh, and you're running for mayor of San Francisco, um, a city that needs a lot of help. Uh, go ahead, though. Great to have you here. Thank you. Um, my name is Ellen Lee Chow, and I am a family social worker in San Francisco for the last about 20-something years. And I have been working for the city and county of San Francisco, a government employee, uh, as a behavioral health clinician, that I am a mental health provider, that I provide care to heal homeless, to people who are delinquent, who people are mentally um, unhealthy, like depression, homicidal, suicidal. I have been a resident in San Francisco for about 33 years. I am 50 years old, so um, I am the right age to be a mayor, to take care of the San Francisco people. 
I have two college uh, children. I have a son and a daughter, and um, I also teach uh, Sunday school in church. And um, so I do a lot of community outreach. So I work full-time for the government as a behavioral health clinician, and I work on Sundays, uh, teaching Sunday school. I also volunteer in the community. So I was nominated uh, by the San Francisco Coalition for Good Neighborhoods to run for mayor. Uh, People approached me and came and asked me to run for mayor. Um, As you can see from the news, San Francisco uh, has been going down to the toilet, uh, worse than third world country. Um, I I took the courage uh, to run for mayor. Um, I faced a lot of uphill battles. I faced a lot of... uh, um, discrimination, uh, retaliation, and uh, bullied by uh, the Democratic Party people and uh, people who have, you know, uh, uh, no sense of, uh, no, no sense, you know, senseless or, or ruleless or lawless. Um, so um, if people don't know San Francisco, um, maybe I can explain a little bit back about San Francisco. So San Francisco is in the Bay Area, um, inside California. California has about 40 million population, which about 10% is illegal, who are, you know, undocumented and came in here. Um, We are uh, the number one largest uh, uh, state in uh, the United States. So San Francisco has about 900,000 residents, and uh, we had about... 32 government employees. I am one of the 32 government employees. Um, we, uh, the problem we're facing, uh, we have about five big, huge problems that in San Francisco for many years. Our car break-in is every day. Um, I believe it's an average about 100 car break-in every day, maybe more because a lot of people are tired, report the police uh, disabled by uh, the far left liberal um, legislations. Uh, we also have a lot of uh, petty theft. Uh, we are the number one in the nation that we are the the, the crime, the most crime around in the nation. Um, we had approximately 21,000 homeless people are dying, suffering, eating from the garbage can in San Francisco. At the same time that we have a lot of drug dealers abusers, approximately 25,000 of them, they're peeing, pooing, and defecating on the street and shooting drugs openly uh, on bus stop, bus station. Um, we also have a lot of empty apartments that refuse to run it out while we have a lot of homeless people and people um, who are working have no place to sleep. Um, it looks like we are living worse than the third world um, because we have the illegal drugs needles, you're talking about about 5 million illegal drug needles that is supplied by the government, which is the taxpayer's money. And um, anyone who lives in San Francisco, um, it's kind of numb to see such um, deteriorate city. Um, so, um, so that's a little background. That, and that I think the most important thing that I, as I I'm running for mayor as a Republican, as a conservative, as a, an immigrant, as a mom, as a, you know, a, a Christian uh, um, grow up in church. And I learned that uh, San Francisco has been controlled by one party, the, 
Democrats only for 45 years. There's no any other party other than Democrats only, uh, which means that we are a tyranny government. We are dictatorship government. Our tax is very high. Um, our gas right now is about uh, $4.25 to about four fifty a gallon. Um, so um, at the same time, uh, we have so many people uh, like dying on the street. So that's the background that I, I can give you um, for now. Then you can ask me any questions. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, it's San Francisco, you know, it was such a beautiful city for the longest time, you know, many years ago. And, and so is the state of California. But nowadays, you know, people say California and they're like, uh, California. But back in the day, it was like, oh, wow, California, such a wonderful place. And it's really sad because all these politicians have ran it into the ground. And we all know the Democrats purposely are pushing these communism tactics because they want the power. They, they want to tell everybody, you know, that they, they want to say that they have a solution uh, to a problem when they really don't. They just, they want to use this, they, they, they want to use these problems to say they have a solution. They, they create problems. This is what the Democrats do, and they've done this for so long, and it's, it's how they stayed in power. Because they, you know, a lot of these districts, look at Nan, like Nancy Pelosi's district in, in San Francisco. I mean, that's yes, really yes. bad, isn't it? Uh, yes, you're exactly on the point. Um, I believe that uh, the Democratic Party has been uh, destroyed San Francisco for 45 yep. years, one party only. And the election fraud is so bad, and uh, people had no saying. And let me tell you the truth. This year, 2019, I, run to, I went to the election office and inquired voters' information. I found out right. in San Francisco we have, we have more than 988 people who are 100 years old to 151 years old still in the voters' Yeah, they got the dead voting. So, they got the dead voting. Oldest, oldest trick in the book. And uh, we also, as we piece, as like me, I'm piecing and going to next door to door, and we found that there's there's no such address, you know, fake address. And uh, we also uh, understand, like, I'm a government employee. I work with a lot of government employees. We have 32,000 government employees. So we understand that we, we the public servants, wanted to end homeless, wanted to end drug dealing. But the politicians, you're talking about, like, Nancy Pelosi, our current mayor, Landon Breed. You're talking about Kamara Harris. And you're talking about Kevin Newsom. They have one. They have something in common. It's that they want recreational cannabis to drug people. They want that illegal drug side injection for people to suit drugs with public serving. Sit next to them, doctors and nurses, and watch them to suit drugs. And they're giving free needles. At the same time, they're talking about. Uh, selling more bonds, they get money from the taxpayers. And uh, last year, because a lot of families, they, uh, they left San Francisco. So the Unified, the Unified School District, they, we had a refund from the federal. Immediately, the politicians talk about how to abuse the money instead of refunding to the property owners or give it to the district for the teachers. So right. to me, 
I am facing communism in San Francisco, and we are a tyranny government. I have asked people, whoever know President Trump or whoever uh, work in the federal government in a higher up uh, office to, to send military, to send army, to send yep. um, people to come and arrest people take care of those people who are no longer pro-America, no longer pro the people of San Francisco. You know, you're talking about that we pay taxes, but we are not getting the services like the road, the road repair. We have bumpy roads, and we have people dying, and we have our, our property tax is high and, and add-on. And um, we have no end to the problems because we are only one party, and and uh, when we talk about problems, our voice is not there. We need, I personally ask people, whoever know President Trump, help us, talk to him, have federal government come and clean up San Francisco City Hall and come and clear the street for the 25,000 homeless, drug dealers, because they're a combination. Um, at the same time, that we wanted to use the money to build housing for the people who are dying on the street. You know, for the, right. for the homeless people, we, we, we have about, about 15 to about 20% people are working people. They work either full-time or part-time. But because the run is so high in San Francisco, they're unable to afford it, and we don't have right. housing uh, the way that we're supposed to have. Right. Now, now let me ask you this. In terms of the rent, um, I've got a couple things to ask. But in terms of the rent, I know rent in California <clears throat> has always been pretty high. But how, how much has it changed in the last couple of years in terms of uh, price? I mean, has it gone up drastically, like skyrocketed? Okay, so um, let me explain uh, to you about San Francisco housing, and are, aren't they housing also, policy. Aren't they, also trying to, aren't they also trying to put into a law, or they already have put in the law, where it's they can control who, who people rent to and how much people charge, that sort of communism yes. tactic? Oh, yes. go ahead, though. Yeah, yes. go ahead. Yes. So, you know, in San Francisco, we have rent control. For the housing before the 80s, you know, before they built 80s, you cannot raise your run more than the uh, the CPI, which is no no more than I believe an average is about three percent a year, and you cannot increase anything at all. So in San Francisco, we had about seventy five percent of this housing at that level that people still paying really low rent. Okay, and but for the new housing who are built beyond the nineties, you know, the two thousands or right now then they can charge any price up to the market price. So you're talking about one studio, maybe between 2500 to about 4000 This is a studio. For a yeah. one-bedroom apartment, it's about uh, 3000 Between I would say 3000 to about $4,000. But you look at the, the minimum wage. The minimum wage in San Francisco approximately right now is about $16 an hour. But no matter what you do for one one person, single family, or two head households uh, are not able to, to live a life because uh, 
the, the cost of living is very high. So the dictatorship itself, the Democrats, uh, the, the communism society patrolling uh, the, the yeah. situation, now they mandated right. the, the owners. When they sell the house, they have to report it to the government or, or they will find them. If your house is empty, they have, we have to register. Otherwise, you'll find them. And then the government gets free lawyers. Uh, for for uh, unethical people or people who are hungry for money or or evil, and then they sue the property owners, and that's why we have so many out empty housing that that refuse to run it out because people get hurt. Um, Jesus. If we Jesus. yes, if if people if people continue to live a life like that, eventually we all had a civil right. war. We are right. having and, a civil know, war. It's just it's just non physical right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy out there. And you know what I'm noticing with places run like California and and cities like San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, all run by liberals, is their whole objective is this entire new world order narrative. They want to keep the rich elites very rich, and then they want to keep the poor very poor, like they do in third world countries. They want to totally eliminate the middle class. That's their objective, and they they want to have all this power. The elites. I mean, this is it's textbook what these people are doing, and you know it's really sad. And you know, I, I'm reading and seeing on online how business owners in downtown places like downtown San Francisco are, you know, having to go up to their business and having homeless people sleep in front of their businesses, and they can't even get in the front door. Uh, and people right. pooping in front of their people pooping in front of their yes. businesses and. And what's the tents like? I'm sure tents everywhere, right? Yes, uh, because um, we have. You, so you're talking about 21,000 homeless people. So an average night, an average night is minimum 4,000 people sleep outdoor. Some of them just nothing and just a bank, uh, you know, a piece of clothes. Um, also, the tents is legal. It's because we have liberal uh, people and say, well. If you don't give them a tent, they might be die faster. So they allow for camping. So when you come to San Francisco and in the evening, about like after uh, dawn time, or dark hours, then you will see a lot of people sleep inside the tent on the street, include um, openly engage in illegal activities, selling drugs, and some of them selling bodies. You know, you know, having sex uh, on the street, selling their bodies. Um, and then you also have talk about uh, illegal uh, drug dealing just in front of the police. Even the police pass by and nothing, you know, do nothing. Um, the uh, the petty theft is very high. Yeah. Are you there? Yes, yes. Hello? Yes, I am here. So go, go ahead. Yes. So, you know, um, I, am, um, I am asking people uh, for help. I mean, um, um, I don't see a, a future the way that right. we have been in San Francisco. Um, right. the, um, the, you know, we, in San Francisco, we have 11 districts. Each district, we had a, it's called Board of Supervisors, some, some city called Councilmen. But in San Francisco, we call them Board of Supervisors. We have 11 of them, and plus the, the mayor, they're all Democrats. They, they do what they want, they talk about it, and they manipulate the situation. And whatever they do is always pass because they said democracy. But in America, we do not use the word democracy. We, we use the word right. republic form. So our government right. is republican form that every voice is right. important. Unlike here, 
using the majority. Republic. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. I am. I am hoping I, I, that someday that. Yeah, I am hoping that someday. Uh, I am hoping that someday that President Trump, uh, when he is uh, settled down with the swamps in the White House, that he's able to save California and starting with San Francisco. Because many of those evil policies start with San Francisco and spread it to California and contagious throughout the nation. If you study right. uh, the liberals, and like you said, uh, something in common with the liberals is like Los Angeles. They have more than 60,000 homeless people dying on the street. Yep. Uh, San Francisco, yep. we have 21,000. And Oakland, yep. and then you have other places. And you name it. Right. In the entire California, we had approximately 180,000 homeless people dying and suffering, and and, and hungry and sick on the street. And meanwhile, it's, Gavin Newsom, our governor, is it's welcoming illegal, welcoming op, uh, open border. Yeah. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, same thing, open border. Our current mayor, Landon Fritt, same thing, open border. It just treated us, the American people inside America, like a a piece of something yes. that we are we are nobody and we are not protected. Right. We do not right. have a government the way that we are running. We have tyranny, dictatorship, right. communism. We need the president come and rescue us. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I really, I really loved having you on. Um, I definitely will have you back soon. Please tell everybody where they can connect with you, donate to your campaign, all that good stuff. Oh, so um, if you look for Ellen for Mayor 2019.com, so my name is Ellen, it's E L L E N for F O R, Mayor, M A Y O R, 2019, 2019.com, or you can type my name, Ellen for Mayor San Francisco, then you most likely will uh, you see my name. There's only one Republican uh, conservative that I am running for mayor against the current mayor. So the liberals did is that they bury my name, do not allow me to go to a debate. There's no debate at all, and do not talk about anybody who is running mayor other than the current mayor is right there. I believe that she's using her position to abuse the public money, to abuse the public uh, resources for her own gain. And, um, for example, last year, um, when, the, when the former mayor passed away, the temporary mayor's race, um, right after the current mayor, Landon Tweed, uh, was in office, she immediately, I, using her position, and, and write a letter to the former right. governor to release, to release her brother who was sentenced to jail uh, because of murder, 41 years, and she requests for early release. And um, you know her younger, younger sister uh, is, uh, pa- passed away from overdose. And she herself, uh, you know, when when she was talking to I, people that she grew up in the yes. drug area, she grew up in I, the, you know. It's just yeah, we, we I, I do, do got to go to commercial, but I do got to go to commercial. Oh. But Ellen, Ellen, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. We'll be right back, everybody. Stay with us. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. 
With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind the scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back, the Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, thenextnexgenusa.com. Very excited for our next guest. I believe we have him with us right now. Beautiful night. Uh, U.S. congressional candidate from Connecticut and successful businessman, Robert Hyde. Robert, how are you? Welcome to the show. Good evening, Rory. How are you, sir? Uh, Doing very well. Great to have you here. Uh, Your first time on the show. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Can we give a bio? All that good stuff. Very good. Grew up in Connecticut. Joined the Marine Corps. Went to college in Connecticut, went to Iraq in 2003, uh, started small companies, small businesses, own some small companies right now, 
have a patent pending in DC at the USPTO trade trade office. So uh, I helped out with the the Trump campaign, donated to that, DeSantis, Renese, Pence, everything else. Decided to give uh, give it a shot here in Connecticut, in District Five. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, wow. And you, you know, th- first of all, thank you for your service. Um, you know, that's anybody that, uh, you know, fights in the line of duty and, and sacrifices, you know, their life for our freedom. Uh, you know, I, I love it. I, I, you know, they're, you guys are the real heroes. You know, it's not somebody with a basketball jersey or an NFL jersey. It's, it's, it's the troops. Those are the real heroes. And not enough people understand that. Uh, you know, a lot of people do, but, I mean, too many people take our freedom and our security for granted, and it's it's really unfortunate. It really is. Um, tell us though. Tell tell us about your time over there. Um, I always love hearing these, you know, some of these stories. Um, were you over there right when the the Iraq War, right? Uh, two thousand three. So I wasn't one of the first, but I was definitely up there. We went to uh, we were selected for a couple missions and provided security for CIA. In southeast Iraq and Umkazar and Azubayar. What was that like, man? It was dry, warm. <laughs> we were so, very fortunate. So we, uh, we all came back so what, with all our all our limbs and and no real battle wounds. So it was a uh, we were very fortunate. Amen, brother. Now, t- tell me some of your, like, day-to-day operations over there, like, when you were over there. Like, what – give me, like, a normal day. Like, what would you guys be out I can't, I can't get into that. It's classified. I'm not, I'm not too positive when I am able to talk about that, so I don't want to discuss that right now. We had to sign off on classified. No, I said uh, – no, I- so I just don't want to uh, get myself in trouble by talking about it, but I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure when that expires. Uh, no, I, no, I hear so, you. But, but, but my day-to-day life, I could t- I'll tell you this though. Like, so my day-to-day life was like 24 hours on 24 hours yeah. off and 24 oh, hours wow. on react. So, so we would be, uh, you know, 24 hours, like nonstop on duty, switching places. And then, uh, We'd be 24 hours on like a react. So like if the shit hits the fan, we'd react, right? And then uh, we'd have 24 hours off. That was a wow. That was a typical day for that was a typical day for me, or three days. Yeah, man. No, I I know that I know the schedules are intense, or so so I've heard. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, I, you know, I want to I want to ask you about this, which I thought was really cool. You're in a you're in a lot of pictures with the president. You seem to know him pretty well. Uh, I know you've been involved with the. Ca- I know you. I know you've been involved with the campaign. You've been around. Tell us about that, though, man. That's pretty cool. I love it. Those are those are honestly just fortunate. I really don't know him. I mean, I think we know each other, but I'm not sure. I get about 30 seconds with him when we do get to talk. Um, you know, just mostly being at the clubs. He's at at the same time, uh, raising money for him was a couple of the pictures, and. Um, Definitely fortunate. Definitely timing. Yeah, man. Great I've man. Seen like, awesome time. I've seen like five. I've seen like five pictures of you guys. Like you, it's like you like you time it perfectly. You're like always around there. <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? Yeah. It's and like it's, it's, well, it makes sense though. You're at you go you golf at his clubs, right? We used yeah. 
Yeah, I was just at Bedminster three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that's where I thought the photo came from. Yeah. Um, With Eric that, Trump? That's a nice place. Sorry? Beautiful, beautiful course. Yeah, have you been, been out there in northern Jersey? I haven't, but I've heard of it, um, and I've seen it. I've seen pictures. It's beautiful, man. It really is gorgeous. It is definitely a stunning uh, stunning course for sure. Yeah. And you were with Eric, too. Yeah, I saw you were with Eric in the picture. He seems like a nice guy. Great guy. Phenomenal guy. How are they at golf? They're pretty good, aren't they? The Trumps. Yeah, so he's a, he's a what, six handicap? Phenomenal golfer. Uh, Eric Trump I've never played with. I just saw him that day. We played in the same tournament, but um, I believe he's a pretty good golfer, too. Don Jr. doesn't golf, I don't believe. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure about the daughters. I believe Ivanka does. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, she does. She does. Yeah, she does. I think she plays with Jared a little bit, but I've never really seen them out on the course. So, so yeah, Trump's definitely a great golfer. I mean, look, he plays with Tiger Woods, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he oh, just yeah. played with him right before he won the Masters. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Talk about a good luck charm. I mean, <laughs> Trump was Trump was tied right? to a good luck charm. I'm so convinced on that. You know. <laughs> Bottom really of the barrel last yeah. year, and then this year he's winning a green jacket. It's great. <laughs> exactly, it's true. It's crazy how <laughs> how how life uh, how life works. You know, everything transforms. It's pretty pretty impressive stuff. But, uh, but that shows his loyalty to too. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. super oh, loyal, yeah. right? Great. Yeah, I love it. I love. And Dishram calls him. Call him a loser. He's stuck with him. I mean, I, today too, he's stuck with Spicer. Did you see where he tweeted that quote Spicer for the Dancing with the Stars? Oh yeah, kind of cool. yeah, I'm, I'm paying, yeah, I'm paying attention to all of it, absolutely. So, so you you do, so you have a patent going on in Washington right now with one of your businesses. But tell us about some of your day to day operations with the stuff you do in business, because I know you you've been pretty successful. I know you do various things, and you're running for for Congress too, which is big. Thank you. Yeah, when I was in college, I started a landscaping company that expanded and blew up, and then we had. Um, it, uh, I grew to uh, almost 100 employees with that. Uh, I got into construction, and we were doing some big construction work. And uh, uh, smallest company with under non-union company to be let go by FEMA when Hurricane Katrina hit. That was pretty cool. Uh, we did some recognizable contracts in Connecticut, like 50 cents renovation, um, Hartford Hospital, town of Stonington. Met life, Bristol Myers Squibb at a rooftop and stuff. So I was, I've been blessed. We, you know, my company was growing pretty big. I, was, I, I started a couple of restaurants, sold those, and then now I own part of a medical management company, part of a railroad, and uh, and uh, a couple other things. But everything else I pretty much sold. I went to work for a, a public relations firm last year, and then kind of started my own. So we've been working with a few clients too doing some public and government relations out here. But it's been it's been great, man. Just keep my head down and keep working, keep trucking. So it's been great. I love it, man. I, I really love it. So tell us about uh, what what realm of business is the patent? Like, I know you can't talk about the idea or anything, but what, what is it like technology? Um, what does it have to do with? Yeah, no, no, you have to – I could talk about it. It's pending, so I'm good. We can uh, – so it's like a – a wireless remote that plugs up to equipment like construction equipment, snowplow equipment, 
all that and basically gets rid of the guts of the hard wiring into a wired in device and you can literally plug and play. So say you have a snow plow, right? You can just plug yeah. it on one side of the plow, wire it to the battery and you're done. It's a radio radio frequency to the remote control. And and through the three, four years that it took to develop it, we went from radio freak to uh Bluetooth. So uh so it's been pretty cool. So I'm looking to how develop did, that a someone, little bit more and sell that. How does someone come up with something like that? What what I mean it's it's unbelievable. It's a great idea and there's a, a niche for it. I mean it people need it, but how long did it take you to come up with this and what made you come up with it? Uh just through the years of doing of 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 working yeah, in really, the industry. Really I can I can relate though, because I'm really good with ideas and coming up with stuff. I'm Shit, it's amazing how it happens sometimes, you know. It just kind of pops, pops in the brain. But go ahead, sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, yeah, no, no, just from years of working in the construction field and industry and all that stuff. So, you know, from years of developing and then working with an electrical engineer to make it happen. So we'd buy like our electronics from Japan and China, mm-hmm. right? And then we'd yeah. buy our like our plastics, right? Because we'd have a plastic mold company in Germany. So we'd right. take those and then we'd literally piece it together and, and trial run it and run it yeah. for like, you know, run it for like a season um, and just work out the kinks with, the, you know, battery life without the plug, da, 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 just to make sure. And then, you know, we added little things through, you know, like last year we added like a little LED flashlight in it, you know, then uh, we also added last year, like, you know, an option to run another piece of equipment while you're running that piece of equipment off the remote. So it's been pretty cool. Just keeps expanding. You know, you keep going with the times and just expanding it. Um, and just, like with anything, Roy, like you should, just keep working. Right. Yeah. You know, prep, you know, it's, it's just like practice makes perfect. You know, once you do do something for a certain period of time, you become a natural at it becomes routine. It becomes part of your livelihood. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And your show's kicking that kicking butt, buddy. I love your show. Thanks, man. I really, I really appreciate that. And you know, I wanna I want to ask you, tell me tell me about this campaign. Tell me what inspired you to get into politics. Obviously I'm I, I can probably guess, you know, like like many like the other millions of us, you know, Trump's probably Trump, right? Uh, Trump, yeah, definitely a big kickstart with Trump, right? Because we've seen right. all the battles he had to go go through. He's he's working yeah. for for you and I, and yeah, and we've seen like all the knocks he's taking, correct? So we're we're sitting on the sidelines watching him get knocked around on a daily basis, and it came to right. the point where I was in D.C. and I'd bring up something cool, like I have an animal abuse rights that I want to bring to D.C. Where, you know, say like you're like Jeffrey Dahmer putting kittens in a microwave. And I, I want you on a national list, like a sex offenders registry list. So I wanted that to go, and it got shut down. And I'm like, why, why is this getting shut down? I mean, it's a great thing. But then you find out there's lobbyists and big donors that own horses, and they don't want it around. But you know what? I, I have a big thing for animals. So I was like, you know what? And I'm just I'm sick of the typical politicians that will bend over for, for, for basically anything. I mean, nobody really cares about the American people anymore, which is sad. Nobody's going to fight for the for the veterans, for the seniors, for the animals. They're they're just not there anymore. But you know, most of them are spineless lawyers that uh, that run the House of Representatives, and they're in it for their buddies that uh, they can go and sue corporations and have them spend millions on on law firms to just represent them and keep it 
keep it going. I mean, it's just it's a sad, sad affair. It, it really is. And, and, you know, we have all these people in Washington, and I talk about this on my show all the time, that have lost the American way, you know, that they have lost the meaning and they don't practice, uh, you know, what, what, what they preach. And then, you know, we the people, the definition of we the people is totally gone. You know, the D.C. swamp creatures are out for their own self-interest, you know, filling up their own pockets. Not all of, not everybody in D.C., but majority. I mean, this people get into politics, most people, not all, a lot of good people like yourself, but a lot of the corrupt ones get in it for the money, you know, and then get in it to, for their own self-interest and their, their own donors and their own agenda. And, you know, it's, it's sad. And I think something needs to be, you know, um, addressed and, and, and taken action on with, with this, with this corruption and with the problems that are going on in, in DC, you know? Absolutely, hundred percent. And you know, we have we have people that are after our president every second of every day. Uh, I don't think we have enough people that have his back in D.C. I think there's certain people that say they have his back, but in reality, I, I just think they're talking. I, I think there's only a select few, very few, that truly have his back in D.C. What do you think? Oh yeah, definitely can count them on. Maybe two hands, for sure. And, uh, you know, yeah. it was kind of sad seeing Kelly and, and Mattis leaving being a Marine and stuff, which was a little sad. And then, yeah, the Syrian thing, which I get, it's a campaign promise, which with the military background, I'm kind of against, but totally understand where he's coming from. Um, what, 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 let me ask you about, let me ask you about that. What, hold what on, hold on. Let's stop. Like with the, okay. let's talk about the USMCA trade deal or, yeah. Or do you want to talk about Syria? Well, no, keep you going. Really you you had thoughts. Well, well, yeah, I wanted to ask you your thoughts about Syria. How do you feel? Because you kind of sounded hesitant uh, him pulling out uh, of Syria. What are your, what's your overall opinion? I think everybody's hesitant about pulling out of Syria. I, I believe he was, but I bet him – I bet he has a, a plan, and, you know, he, he was big on not uh, advertising his plans. I bet there's an end goal. And then game plan to uh, justify why he pulled out of Syria. Besides that, it was campaign promise to to remove the tri- troops. So, so I, I have faith that there's good reasoning on in him pulling the troops, and uh, I have faith that it was the right move. And I, I do stand by it. Like it's uh, at first I wasn't. I was like, why are we leaving the Kurds? They helped us fight ISIS. But it's uh, you know they're also fighting them for their benefit. So I do understand that there's other. There's probably another big game plan in the overall scheme with Turkey and uh, and that factor. Do you do you view it as the you know certain people are, are trying to say that you know and you know I I'm happy we're pulling out um, you know I think it's about time but you know I'm also I'm not. I'm not in approval with other opinions, but I, you know, I like to listen to everybody's opinion and somebody made, you know, people are making the argument that, well, the Kurds uh, helped us, you know, and we're kind of turning our back. I don't look at it like that, but there are people that are looking at it like that. What do you think? Yeah. Anyway, that, anything that Trump does, he's going to get hit on, right? So I mean, right. put more troops over there, hit, take troops away, hit, it doesn't matter. It's plus. It's good or bad. It doesn't matter. He's going to take a hit. 
So I think we were able to get a good move. Right? It's not our war to yeah. fight. We can help from the sky. We don't need to, to have our troops sitting over there. Um, I think it's a good start, and we can adapt from there. Like I said, I think he has a game plan for some reason why he did that. Like Erdogan's a bad man, so I'm pretty sure he's going to be. There's going to be some kind of retribution or or something on that factor that he's going to take up on on a, on a world yeah, scale, a world stage. So I don't believe it's a, it was a turning our backs to the Kurds or anything. I mean, we've been helping him forever, right? So and they've been helping us, which is great. But I think it was time yeah. for the troops to come home deliver on his campaign promise and uh you know we'll figure out where that goes well i agree i agree with you my friend and um you know i've always said you know i i'm not the biggest war guy i think it should be the last resort but if it's necessary uh then you know it, it what's what's got to be done has got to be done but i've also made the case that i hate being the world police i i hate all these innocent lives being lost um, you know, and, and I just it's it creates such a problem. Lots of money being spent. Um, I, I, I think that you know Trump is doing great. Uh, this is a start. You know, getting us out of Syria. And then, how do you view uh, the Iraq and Afghan uh, situation? Do you think he would be wise to start pulling us out of there too? I do. I think it's about time that they start taking an account. I mean, there's things we could do now, like we could sell them. Uh, like uh, I believe it's American Innovations has like some great like bomb sniffing material equipment that we can be supplying them. They could teach each other how to use it easily and uh, and get rid of a ton of the IED stuff over there. I mean, there's there's I mean, there's so much technology nowadays and that we should, we should really be you know implementing more more tech and more you know materials to help the like. Uh, help them fight their battles rather than us being over there. I agree with you hundred percent. There's no reason like Venezuela stay out, you know, unless we need to. I mean, there's just, I agree with you before we put our troops in harm's way, they should put their, their selves in, you know, stand up for themselves. I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Like we should be police in the world. We should be focusing on the homeless in America, the veterans issues, social security, the whole nine yards. And you Opia, were over Opia, there. I mean, epidemic. Uh, and you were fentanyl, over the Middle East, you know, the Chinese trade deal, the USMCA trade deal, things that will benefit America rather than other areas of the world. Yeah. Nope. No, I hear you. No, I understand that. But you being in the Middle East, what what you saw is it a complete mess over there? I mean, you were you're there. You have direct you have direct firsthand, you know, eyes of what was going on. So I saw very limited from where I was at. I was in okay. the Euphrates River. Um, looking for, uh, I mean, they didn't want to tell us what we were looking for, but I believe it was, you know, WMDs. Right. Um, but I, I, I had a little limited visibility of anything over there. But it's third world, right? I mean, you have oil and yeah. you have pork. There's no middle class. There's no manufacturing. It's so it's, you're a sheik or with oil or you're, you're poor. I mean, it's not really a. It's not. It's not like over here. Absolutely. No, I, I hear you. One hundred percent. Um, so so tell us tell us what you're um are you out doing events for your campaign and all that stuff? Are you getting getting out there to the voters? So I am I'm just I'm attending a lot of Republican town committee meetings. 
Um, I've been to a couple of events with uh, Chris Christie had one here a week and a half ago. That was pretty cool. And uh, I have not scheduled it. We haven't done anything with mine. We are just in the midst of hiring a campaign manager, consultant, strategist. Uh, I just put my foot in the door about three and a half weeks ago. So we're just on a fundraising gig, and and uh, that's pretty much about it. I love it. I love it. So tell me, tell me what the the main uh, problems uh, facing Connecticut, uh, your district, where you're running. Um, and what does it cover, by the way? Which parts of Connecticut? So it's the northwest quadrant, basically Litchfield Hills down to Danbury, uh, head east through Barrington, New Britain, cut around Bristol, and you come in around Farmington and uh, New Britain all the way up to Simsbury. It's kind of a funny cut out there. They redistricted it back in the Nancy Johnson time, and uh, it used to be six districts in Connecticut. Now it's five. So, so our biggest problem right right now in the state of Connecticut is export, right? Our biggest export is college students and people and businesses. So the taxes are so high in Connecticut that they just raised the food tax uh, 1% October 1st. So, so to be honest with you, like our, I'd say Connecticut's biggest problem right now is uh, is exporting people and businesses. Right. And now tell me this. Um, you, what, what's your primary uh, challenge like? Uh, who, who are you running against in the primary? I don't think I have anybody at the moment. So it's just it's just it's just basically me. So we're good so, to go. And you have a do you have a career long Democrat in that seat? A politician? No, not a career. First, first first time. Oh Rookie. wow. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, she just joined the squad, Johanna Hayes. Oh, Have you seen her on the cover of Rolling Stone with AOC and Tlaib and Nancy Pelosi? Have you, did you see that April cover? Uh, I didn't. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Good Lord, man! I mean, what a what a what a disgrace! What a disgrace! So, <laughs> let me ask you this: the three things you would do for for your district, three most important things once you get elected. What do you see them as? Jobs. Uh, school security, veterans, that'd be big on those, yep. those fronts right there. Yeah. I love it. More brownstone funding, it. more opportunity zones, uh, honestly, just manufacturing jobs. So I would be more helpful with, like, passing the USMCA trade deal for Trump, helping on that, that note. I love economy. I love jobs. So, I mean, that produces everything, communities, taxes. I mean, you name it, right? By the time you build a chair, it's five people. To, it took five people to build it, right? So it's it's all benefiting and and creating. So I love it. So I want to bring jobs back to Connecticut. Tons of them. Absolutely. And before you go, what what do you make of this whole witch hunt? I mean, just everything they're trying to do. The Democrats, how unhinged they are with this impeachment crap. So it's, it's disgusting, buddy. They'll, they'll never give them a victory, right? Pelosi will never give them a victory. So it's uh, yeah. – honestly, they just – it goes to show you how little they are for the American people, right? Yeah. Because that USMCA yeah. trade deal right off the bat is what, $200,000? 200,000 jobs, and it's $2 billion it will bring in annually. I mean right off the bat. 
it's just sad when you when you look at like a deal like that that's ready to just go through Congress and pass, but they're just stalling on it and working on this impeachment thing with shift behind closed doors. It's disgusting, buddy. The whole process. They have no inquiry votes, nothing, so you can't subpoena anybody. It's a joke. I mean, it's just presidential harassment. Like, it's just nonstop, right? Roy. Roy. All right, I am I am back on. I don't know what happened. Uh, Robert got disconnected. Very very odd. I don't know what happened to the the broadcast was down for a second. Uh, bear with me. I will get Robert back on the line. Hold on one second. Anyways, guys, while we're waiting. Uh, let's see here. Michael Valsi, are you still with us? Yeah, I am, Roy. And uh, I know we're running out of time here tonight, but I was hoping we'd get into this serious thing a little bit. Because I really think there was an agreement, if you don't mind. Yeah, go Yeah, go ahead. No. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I really think there was an agreement between the Turkish president, Erdogan, and Trump. You know, we've been dealing, what we're dealing with is the deep state and their assets, okay, whether it be money or whatever. And I think there was an agreement made that Turkey would be allowed to go in there and eradicate the remaining deep state assets and people, right, some of which are Kurds, okay, not the Kurdish people. They're, they're our allies. There's no doubt about that. But there are members that are, are members of the deep state. And you have to remember that all these wars have been about oil. I don't think there's any question about it now. I used to think that was a conspiracy theory back in the day. Until you stop and do some real research, and you realize when we came off the gold standard, when Nixon took us off back in 71, I believe it was, we went on what's known as the petrodollar. That petrodollar, you know, the central bank, it's all backed by oil. It only makes sense. That's the reason for all these wars. And we're right to pull out of all these places. But you can't leave deep state assets there at the same time. You have to eradicate those before you leave. And I think that's what Turkey's doing. We've been there long enough. Turkey can go in there. They know where these people are. They can eradicate them. And, you know, we got to suffer with the fake news in the meantime. But for those of us that know, I know better than that. Uh, right. This is all going to work out really well. There's just been a ton of stories. That thing by ABC uh, putting out right. a training video, ex- explosions, that was ridiculous. That just goes to show how they're trying to taint the news. 
You know, and, and your your guest was running your guest that was running for mayor, you know, that's that's a touchy subject with me having been in law enforcement. These liberal mayors get into these big cities and they, they want chaos and anarchy. They want people to think that capitalism is not right. And that's the way they push their socialist agenda. And they promise to make things better, but all they do is give these people sorrow. I, I, I liken it to the new mayor in Chicago. I told some friends of mine, I said, the situation in Chicago is going to get worse. It's not going to get any better. And I'll tell you, it sure has it. Uh, you know, we're fighting an agenda. We're fighting a, a, yeah. a one-world order, a one-world government, okay? And that's, that's what they want. And, and thank God for President Trump because he's taken us in a different direction. He will be successful. He will win again. He more than likely will even win the popular vote. And I think he, he has the ability to grab people emotionally. People listen. And then he backs up what he says with statistics and facts. So they can't turn away from him. And I read some articles here recently where he's lost swing voters in Ohio. He's losing swing voters in some of these big electoral vote states. I, I think he's uh, I think he's doing a great job, and I uh, I just wish that uh, sooner or later we'll expose the mainstream media. I'm glad to see Project Veritas did some undercover things with CNN. You need to expose these people for what they are, and um, once that happens, I think uh, we'll be back on the road to success. Sure, it's very true, very true, Michael. Um, I, I'll, I'll probably get back to you because I'm gonna talk about a talking point here in a second. I'll want your thoughts, but just in case, for some weird reason, if I don't, tell everybody where they can find you. Find me at Michael Volsey on Twitter. I try to post some things that are newsworthy, uh, true news, not any fake news. I'll try to expose the fake news when I get a chance, but it's Michael Volsey, V-A-L-S-I, on Twitter. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. Um, I just, I want to give the shout out uh, to Robert Hyde, who was just on. Uh, everybody can find him uh, on social media, Robert Hyde, H-Y-D-E. He's got Twitter, um, Facebook, all that stuff. You can also visit HydeForCongress.com, um, and you can, you can you know, see his stuff there. I just wanted to mention that because uh, he's not going to be able to call back in. We had a, some technical difficulties, and he um, – it cut out for a second. So I, I do apologize, everybody, for that. Um, I do want to bring something up real quick, and then I'm going to go to you, Hunter. But um, just I, I, was, I was going through a headline today, and it kind of it started to make sense because I'm, I'm seeing other people, people's reaction to this headline and how they're describing it and how this is how it all starts and this is leading to something. It's the whole situation with the power going out in California. I don't know if people know this or if people have been paying attention because it hasn't been getting much headlines, but there's over, I think, a million people in California without power. There was somebody that relies on oxygen tanks that just died uh, in his house He was because he was on oxygen and there's no power. And somebody was mentioning how China has done tactics like this and different third world countries have done stuff like this to, you know, get to kill people. I mean, this is how – this is. This is what happens. I mean, these are the kind of things. 
Um, look at California's government. Look at the, the corruption. Look at the communism. Look at what they're doing there. I mean, they're getting rid of private prisons, illegal free health care for illegal aliens, poop everywhere on the streets, needles everywhere, tents. People can't even afford to live with salaries. Middle class is leaving. Now the power companies are, are cutting power and killing people. This is, this is China's done stuff like this. Other countries have done stuff like this, and it's killed people. So I think this is something that we really need to look closely at and, and not ignore. I, I think this is something that is going to – it's opening up doors for a lot more of a nightmare. This is opening a lot of doors for way more bad that is about to come in the state of California. Um, you know, this is – we're at a point right now where – you know, it's it's really dangerous. It's scary because I don't know the future of California. I don't know what's going to happen to them. They they also talk about wanting to be their own country. They don't even want to be a part of the United States anymore. That should scare the hell out of everybody too. So you know, you have all these. There's all these tactics. There's all these things these communist um, leaders can do to push their agenda, and it's it's working. It really is. In, in some of these places. Uh, Hector, um, um, Hunter, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, before, before I go into that, because I, re- I actually want to really talk about that, is um, as someone that worked on the Trump campaign and has done a lot of work with the RNC, I want to give a shout-out to Robert Hyde. I'm going to tell you right, right now. Uh, I, I don't know him personally, but I have heard about him to dozens of people at the RNC, at the Trump campaign, he is one of the coolest, chillest guys you'll ever meet, ever. He's yeah. awesome. He's just, he's just a really, really cool guy, and yeah. he, he is a really big reason why the Trump campaign can do the things they, they're, they're able to do and, and the marketing strategies that they're able to do because people like him. So um, he's a big fan of him, and it was really cool that he had him on his show because uh, he is with Trump every time. <laughs> well, he's with Trump in every picture, so it, it is very cool. Right. Um, right. But um, – I'm going to tell you this. So California is one of my favorite states, and, and, and it's one of the most beautiful states, in, 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 and I, th- I think in the country. I think it's the most beautiful state in the country. Um, right. And I actually – last time I was on your show, I had the opportunity to go to California, uh, and I was yeah. up there in L.A. And I can tell you, just walking down Hollywood Boulevard, it smelled like urine. There, yeah. is, there is literally urine going down into the drains like it like if it was raining outside it's that bad it yeah. smells yeah it's a it, it, it and, and it's so sad because i'm like to tell you this people can can crap on la all they want la is beautiful it, right. it really is the scenery there's no other place in the world and yeah. you maybe maybe go down to rio or down in brazil you to get those kind of scenic views but it's just a beautiful city and what they're doing there is tragic, but you know, here's my thing, uh, uh, Corey. Is if there we have a population problem worldwide, why would the go- if the government had a cure for cancer, why would they tell anybody that they did if they want the if they want the population to go down? So you look at that with California. You know, there's a million people without electric. Well, you know, do you think they're running? Do you think they're they're stopping everything what they're doing to try to get that electric going? No, of course not. They they, they have there's there's too many people in California. There's an overpopulation. Gavin Newsom is is a complete moron, complete moron. Uh, I don't even know how he's governor. 
Um, only one thing, we'll talk about this another day. I totally agree with his uh, NCAA. Uh, I think college players should be definitely paid, um, and I'll get into that at some other point. But so, <laughs> but that, that's that's what I wanted to say. No, I hear you. No, very very well yeah. said. No, I I agree. And um, you know, well, I, I don't know about the, the the players being paid. That's something I go back and <laughs> forth on. But I something yeah. we definitely will discuss on on a future episode yeah. because I think it's something that uh, is important. And um, what was I going to say? I know I agree with your stance. I, you know, these, these these governments in these states are – it's terrifying, man. It really is because it, it, it looks like the, the most poorest country in the world, places, uh, you oh, know, yeah. like, like California. It's something to really be uh, very, very cautious about. Uh, Hunter, uh, tell everybody where yeah. they can connect with you. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, honestly, just shoot me an email. It's Hunter – dot gordon twenty eight at icloud dot com. Uh, you can uh, hit me up on Facebook, Hunter Gordon Dworsky, D W O R S K Y. I'm I'm always open to talk. And Rory, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's always a pleasure. Uh, and I will have to come out to the great state of Arizona, uh, which is the absolutely beautiful state. And I and I would love to come out and visit. <laughs> absolutely, man. We'll definitely hang out. You got to get out here. It, it's a it's a great place. I, I love it over here. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rory. Absolutely, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Mike right. Peters, go ahead. Hey, Rory. How are you? Um, I sent you a link on uh, your Facebook message about that the issue in California. And it's very yeah. interesting because it does a breakdown on who's to blame and who set the stage for this. And it comes down yeah. to more liberal policies and more of the liberals' agenda. That is flawed and it failed, and this is what it comes down to. And now we, the people, are paying the price for this, you know. Um, and I just hope that it doesn't get mirrored and end up in other states. Right now, it's it's in California, and it's in their hands, and it's unbelievable. Some of the 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 some of what that article exposes, how the companies, instead of the electric company going out there and actually doing maintenance and everything else. The politicians in Sacramento were demanding that they do research into solar and wind power, and they should have maintained their structure. They'd gone through and maintained all of their power lines and everything. They didn't. They wasted a lot of the money. And uh, so it's when you get a chance, check that out. It's really enlightening and pretty sad. So and California is a great state. I agree with the, uh, the other gentleman. And uh, Los Angeles is fantastic. But all of what built it, it's from a different generation. It's not from these liberals. It's not from these progressives. It's from other generations that built that. And these people are nothing but parasites that are taking advantage of it. And they're destroying it. And that's what hurts, seeing them destroy it. But, um, but anyway, thanks again. Sorry I made it so late. I, I missed the bulk of the show. But we're still out here on Cape Cod. So still on vacation. Coming home tomorrow. Nice, man. Very nice. Well, I'm glad you could join us, and um, I will definitely have you on tomorrow, and uh, I hope the uh, vacation went well, my friend. Right, right. Yep, no sharks. Didn't meet any sharks. We're good. All right, buddy. <laughs> glad, glad to hear All right. that. All right. All um, Richard, I, 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 do, I can give you about one minute, and then i got to close up the show, but go ahead. I'm sure you got some thoughts and then tell everybody where they can find you. I just wanted to say another fantastic show, Rory. 
I mean, you really are doing a public service, educating the people on what's going on because they're not getting the truth out there between MSNBC and CNN and all this fake news. And like the president said, it's not even fake news anymore. It's it's corrupt news. These people are all corrupt. They're tied in with the Chinese and the whole Chinese thing is coming out. It is just coming out. And so I'm very grateful that, uh, you know, the president is going to be vindicated and he's going to win in a landslide. And I just want to say that if anybody wants to support me, richardmhanson.com, I'm running for mayor, uh, city of San Diego. We're going to turn it around. And it was great to hear your guest, uh, Ellen, running for mayor as a Republican in San Francisco. So we got a, yep. we got a uh, candidate in San Diego running for mayor, Republican, and we've got a candidate in San Francisco uh, Republican running for mayor and maybe between uh, the South and the North here, we can squeeze on LA and turn this whole thing around. So God bless America. God bless you, Rory. Thank you, Richard. Always, always a pleasure, my friend. And uh, yeah, we, we definitely have to turn it around. We definitely do. Scary times out there. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. All righty, everybody. Um, you know, final message tonight, and you've got to go here in about 30, 40 seconds, but I just want to say final message. You know, I'm seeing a lot of liberals and a lot of left-wing hateful individuals online and, you know, going around trying to control speech and trying to change history and having all this demands on conservatives. You know, now liberals are, you know, boycotting Facebook. Because Mark Zuckerberg is talking to Republican lawmakers about how to make it more fair. Who are the real fascists? Liberals. I mean, look at what they're doing. They are trying to boycott Facebook because Zuckerberg is talking to Republican lawmakers about making it more fair. Because this whole free speech and and censorship stuff uh, is a real problem right now in America. You know, and, you know, and... Liberals, if you guys want people to support you and take you seriously, then stop trying to be the thought police. Stop trying to control what other people say and think and and what they believe. It's not your job. It really isn't. You know, stop going into Christian churches and saying how hateful they are uh, when you're you're the real hateful one because you're trying to go and change history and you're criticizing somebody for what they believe. It's sick. It's just sick, sick stuff. But this is, this is we're, we're dealing in a society of radicals like never seen before. I've never seen a political co- climate uh, to this sort of level uh, of hostility. Uh, it's scary. Uh, we need to all be careful, and uh, we need to take back our country. Uh, it's time, everybody. It is time. Uh, I will see you all tomorrow night. Another big show planned. Thank all my guests, my audience, sponsors, and co-hosts. You're all incredible. Uh, Much love. Have a great night, everybody. I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. Much love. Cheers.